Welcome to Tackle the Board. My name is Chris Exusion. You can find me at Chris E. Bomb on Twitter and my co-host, Russ Reese, the Vegas line reader. How are you doing? How am I doing? Christ, I feel horrible, man. I got I got kicked in the nuts over the weekend, man. Yikes. I was feeling all, I was feeling confident. I'm like, oh, I got uh, Virginia Tech. I got uh, Penn State. I'm like, I'm winning these games at halftime. And then literally the final possession, I'm up a touchdown still. And then the last five minutes, both games, the teams just do absolutely nothing. I'm like, oh, my God, this is turning into an absolute nightmare weekend. So, um I was hot the last three or four weeks. I don't think I've had a losing week the last four weeks. And then, you know, something just comes out of nowhere. And that's where it just uh, kills you the most. You're like, oh, man, trying to take my confidence away here. So um, it happens. Everyone has a bad weekend. So uh, literally been studying nonstop. So I'm going to have a nice weekend coming up. So definitely ready this week. But um, you stayed high. You had a nice uh, little weekend, right? Yeah, it was a roller coaster, if you will. But uh, mm-hmm. we start off a little slow in college football. But if you follow the Discord, the Sharp Discord, have the membership. You can click, uh, you know, my link, ten percent off, e bomb. That's all you need to type in. And uh, yeah, uh, if you follow the Discord, you knew I was on with Utah with plus four. They won outright. Didn't matter with the points, but that was my favorite play of the week. So you could have loaded up on that. I did. That's what kept me a winner for college football. And then also NFL. Uh, kind of, you know, took a little hit with the juice. We started off strong with Green Bay minus two and a half. We needed it. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was kind of a crazy game, but then really, uh, Shanahan really kicked me in the nuts with the 49ers, just terrible coaching. Uh, they had that game actually to cover easily based on the defense, but it was just a, a bad coaching job. You probably won't see it again from them because usually pretty good. So I could not handicap that part. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is the 49ers was the smart play there, but people are still um they're still kind of bashing the Cardinals. Like if I saw the seeing the Cardinals win this game actually impressed me to think that they are legit, but mm-hmm. people are I mean, we like the Niners, but um we figured that game is going to be close. But I don't know, just it seems like uh, people are saying like, oh, the Cardinals looked bad against the Niners. Well, they're playing the Niners. The Niners are a solid team or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um it's just funny how people are like down on the Cardinals. I'm like, uh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If we're going to get value with the team that's just been covering like crazy undefeated, mm-hmm. we're more than happy to do that. But let's get into it, Russ. It's DFS time. It's our boy, Anthony Servino checking in. Anthony, how are we doing today? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Doing well. A little few bumps in the road, but we ended up managing with another winning week again. You know, not as easy as the last couple of weeks, but, you know, we're here. We're giving out the info this week. Can't wait. That's what you're going to do as well on the DFS side. Yeah, looking forward to it. So uh, I wanted to get into it right away. Uh, We have a third. uh, Actually, I want to get into the weekend over here. I'm looking over at a uh, Kansas City game here. Kansas City, Washington. Washington. is there any chance that we could look at Heineke as a quarterback to play this week? Or are we just going to be fading the Redskins here? Listen, you read me in my mind on Taylor Heineke. Like, I'm all in on Tyler Heineke. At, at Taylor Heineke at his $5,800 price point. Like, all in. Yeah, you can really build a lineup around that. Yeah, because yep. even if he, yeah, he could even throw a couple interceptions in that game and look bad, but he's just going to put up a ton of stats probably. 
I mean, it's Kansas City. They give up, I think, the most rushing yards uh, to quarterbacks. And Taylor Heineke is a deceptively good rusher. Like, he gets around, I believe, right around 40 a game in his past three. And, and that raises the rushing floor. That's why, like, a guy like Lamar Jackson, obviously Taylor Heineke's not Lamar Jackson, but that's why Lamar's so uh, valuable. And Daniel Jones all of a sudden this year, because they can run with the football. Taylor Heineke does that really well, and then that's great for his fantasy value. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, another spot that I was looking at as well, um, I was looking over at the uh, Dallas-New England game. I know that that's close to your heart, the Cowboys and all and everything. Uh, do we take it? Could we possibly take a chance on Mac Jones this week? Do we expect a big week from him? Uh, I'm kind of up in the air with Mac Jones because, you know, Mac Jones is going to complete a lot of passes, a lot of underneath mm. passes, but that still counts to move the football. The thing is here, it, it's in New England. I could see them trying to just run the ball uh, and almost like how they played the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and and really try to limit what Dak can do in the passing game. But I, I just don't know. Dallas runs the ball uh, a lot better than Tampa Bay. And that really just like if Zeke wasn't playing at this high of a level, I'm not sure Dallas is this successful and of course you have the defense and Mac Jones is really going to face the pressure from Micah Parsons and company and then you have uh, Trevon Diggs it seems like every game now he has an interception so I think this could be a big time letdown for Mac Jones I mean look what the Texans did to him last week definitely yeah, yeah I'm, so, crack, I'm cracking up I'm looking at I'm New looking England's at the running backs again up. here yeah I'm looking at the running backs and there's a ton of just questionables mm -hmm. oh, throughout the board yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, you got McCaffrey. You don't know if he's coming back, what's going on with that. Um, so I guess you just got to – you probably just want to avoid these questionable type of guys this week. I mean, I'm going to still play them. And obviously, mm -hmm. if you have to flip them out of your lineup, you then you make out, your man. adjustments. But this early in the week, you know, I, I, with a Christian McCaffrey, you have to worry about his playing status. But a guy like mm – -hmm. uh, DeAndre Swift has been questionable since week one. And mm -hmm. that's how we're going to see it for the rest of the way. These guys are never going to be healthy again, at least mm -hmm. this season. Definitely. I mean, it's got to be a good play with Edwards Hilaire down. Um, oh, yeah. You think about Williams this week. Uh, I'm in on Darrell Williams. He's going to be the workhorse. Last week after CEH went down, I believe Darrell Williams uh, had five touches. Three or four of them were receptions, and Jarek McKinnon had one. So uh, if that's any glimpse into how they're going to distribute their running back touches, a five-to-one ratio, then you have to treat Darrell Williams like a workhorse. They're getting Washington, and Washington's defense is a shell of itself from last year. They do defend the run better than they defend the pass, but it, because of the opportunity share, the projected opportunity share, uh, Darrell Williams at 4,900. He's a terrific play. So I wanted to change it up tonight a little bit. You know, we talk about all these great plays and, you know, sneaky kind of plays, this and that. But let's put our money where our mouth is over here, Anthony. I want to see what kind of lineup we can come up with with the Sunday slate. And uh, let's start a quarterback. We're making a lineup. Oh, well, actually, you're going to be making a lineup. Let's see what we can do with it. I'm going to put in a 50-50 this week okay. to see what it does. You know, try and build the bankroll a little bit the smart way instead of going for the home run swing. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's start a quarterback. Who's the guy you're going to play in the lineup this week? You know, uh, we already talked about him for a little bit. I already had Taylor Heineke in my lineup. I wrote him up in the sleepers column that I do this week, actually a few times this season. And, and I love the matchup against Kansas City. You know, th this is probably the worst defense in football. The worst defense uh, in the Patrick Mahomes era, or at least it's on par with that one from when he threw the 50 touchdowns to 
and just had to outscore everybody. And, and this is what Taylor Heineke is up, up against. Uh, three out of his four starts this season, uh, over 23 uh, DraftKings points. Now, last week was a letdown uh, against New Orleans, but that's going to happen. You know, Sean Payton's a good coach, and he can usually take out a young quarterback like Heineke, but this is a prime bounce-back spot where, you know, he could, at 5,800, uh, really return close to three times his value. Yeah, it's a real good spot here. You're built, you know, you're giving a lot of leeway for those big position players. And once again, we're looking at the running back board again. I'm just seeing red once again. It's just red Mm. constantly in this section. I just want to ask Anthony, I'm curious if he wants to put in uh, Jonathan Taylor this week, because I'm looking at his stats and it looks like the one game he (laughs) went had two sprained ankles. He got 10 attempts. So that was probably a bad game for him. And then the other game was the Rams. But the other three games, it looks like he's had over 15 uh, attempts in the games. Yeah. I, I feel like you you can see through my screen because right, uh, he's my <laughs> top running back. You know, and and you're right. Jonathan Taylor started slow. He started slow last year, and, and with the Colts are starting to figure out fast. Once if he's the centerpiece of the offense. Carson Wentz plays a lot better. You can't put it all on Wentz. We saw that in Philadelphia, and and we saw the best game out of Carson Wentz in maybe years on Monday night. They couldn't close it out, but I don't put that all on Wentz. Wentz went over uh, 400 yards, uh, well into the 30s completions, no interceptions. I mean, he played like the top pick that he was, and a lot of it's because of what Jonathan Taylor was able to do from the get-go, over 70-yard catch-and-run for the touchdown, which really set the tone for most of the rest of the game but yeah Jonathan Taylor uh the past few games puts up 34-9 uh in week five 23-4 in week four and week three was a a small indication like he didn't do a ton in fantasy only 8.2 DraftKings points uh but his efficiency showed up 10 carries for 64 yards he averaged uh two weeks in a row at 6.4 yards per carry so we started to see that Jonathan Taylor efficiency that we were missing Mm mm-hmm so we're going to go with Jonathan Taylor here? No, absolutely. Especially right. at 6,600 for what he can return. Yeah, yeah he'll probably jump up to 8,000 after this week, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're buying low on Taylor, so I can appreciate that. And then what's he, who's the other running back we're going to put in here? Uh, I'm going to go with another buy low running back who, when he pops, he really pops. Uh, DeAndre Swift uh, priced at, where's that price point? 6,300. Uh, and Swift, like the Lions just put another receiver on the injured reserve list. Like, I don't know who the hell they're going to throw the football to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Swift. Swift, obviously, his uh, the key to his skill set. He, he's an excellent receiver out of the backfield. I think one of the most uh, targeted running backs in the NFL. Doesn't get a ton of carries, but what he does in the air uh, is so much more valuable in PPR. Uh, he's had over five targets in every game. Two of those games with six targets, one with seven, one for 11. This guy has four catches in every game and then the other four games with at least uh with at least six or eight i believe i mean this guy is is a monster as a receiver out of the backfield and they're going to get the cincinnati Bengals at home cincinnati's going to score football i mean they're going to score points and this is going to be another situation where the lions are playing from behind and just targeting deandre swift and the cincinnati defense isn't their strong suit he'll break one no, that's good over there. I, I definitely always like Swift from the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, tons mm-hmm. of touches, everything else to go with that. And who are we going to start off with wide receiver here? 
at the wide receiver, I'm going to take a chance and, you know, uh, with Terry McLaurin at 71, I'm going to go with the stack because really there's nowhere else to throw to, with, mm-hmm. especially with Logan Thomas and IR and Curtis Samuel still dealing with that injury he's been dealing with uh, since earlier in the year. Terry McLaurin, he's another one of those guys. Uh, he can be disappointing at times, when he go, but when he goes off, he goes off uh, two games this season with over 30 fantasy points. The other ones were, you know, you know, letdowns you know 10 points 10 points eight points but since there's really nobody else and they're in a game against kansas city you know you can throw on the chiefs you know you're going to move the football on the chiefs uh so this could be another chance for terry mclaren to have one of his big pop games and if he can return anywhere 25 to 35 points right in that range for 7100 you're looking at a top five receiver for wide receiver two money yeah that looks like yeah 24 targets the last two weeks so that's good so who are the other two wide receivers you're looking at to fill out this board for wide receiver? Um, going a little bit cheaper, Jamar Chase. And for obvious reasons, Jamar Chase has been sensational uh, as a rookie. And this is the most expensive, I think, uh, Jamar Chase has been. Uh, he actually, his value increased, his price point increased from 5800 last week to 67 Probably one of the biggest jumps in fantasy football. He's been under 5900 all season long. Weeks one and two at 5400 48. He just keeps overperforming, uh, you know, uh, his asking price. And I think he's going to do it again this week. Uh, Jamar Chase, three games over 23 points. So you got to be all in on him getting the Detroit Lions. And they really, we talked about the Lions. They they can't stop anybody. So who's that? Who's that last wide receiver we're going to fill in here? Jacoby Myers, and you know I went a little bit cheaper. He's a nice floor play. Uh, there's not a ton of ceiling here, but just in case one of those studs, um, you know, falls, we can count on Myers, especially going against Dallas, getting a, a you know a ton of targets. Uh, we can count on him for a, a nice double digit PPR point floor. So he's more of that that stable piece that just in case somebody else that I paid up for falls, uh, you need a Jacoby Myers to kind of have that stability point. Yeah, I'm looking for him. Why can't I can't find him over here? Huh. 5,500. 5,500? All right. Yeah. Let me see here. Like, oh, there he is. You know, I was spelling it wrong. There we go. All good. All gravy. So we're we're at 4K for our, you know, our rest of our guys over here. Tight end is a position we tend to talk about a good amount. Where are we going here? At uh, the tight end position, I'm going to go with a value play, but this is one of those players that we're going to see this value trend up. Hunter Henry at 3,900. Uh, back-to-back weeks with 13, including last week with 19 and a half. Uh, he, he has scored in back-to-back weeks. Uh, he is out snapping Jonu Smith. They're getting similar targets, but Hunter Henry has been reliable, and now he's going to get the Dallas Cowboys, just like Jacoby Myers. He should be targeted a ton, especially if Dallas you know, gets off to their usual lead and the other team is playing catch-up. And Hunter Henry, there's holes uh, in the middle of that Cowboys defense that tight ends have been exploiting all season. Remember week uh, one, it was Gronk scored a couple. Ertz mm-hmm. had a couple a few weeks ago. Uh, so this could be a, a nice return for Hunter Henry. Yeah, so this is uh, this is the tough position over here, the flex position. We could do so much with this. This is what I always have the most trouble with because you don't know where to really go here. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he wanted to hit up defense first or if he likes to hit flex first to see. Yeah, what's your opinion on that when it comes to like flex and defense? Um, I interchange them. I I Mm -hmm. try to, you know, I I, I mix and match and see what the best combination is a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's no preference on which one you try to attack. No, no, not really. 
Okay. Because you can always fit a defense in. So maybe I like going to the flex first, but then like I'll look at the defenses around. Like, well, if I go up, Mm -hmm. where do I go down? And if, uh, you know, if I go down, where can I go up at another roster? And can I get a significant upgrade? True. So uh, we'll go flex then, because I, I, that's what it sounds like you usually go for the most part. Where are we going with uh, the flex here? Man, it, it's tough here. And I, I'm actually toying with it as we speak. I had Darrell Williams in it at 4,900. I like the opportunity. I, I think he's lined up for a nice day, but I just like to see what's around him mm-hmm. uh, one more time. Uh, and, and there's a couple of guys, I guess, but nobody I really trust. Like Hunter Renfro might be the best one. Uh, now, Dalton Schultz, if he was playing like anybody but New England, New England's number one team uh at stopping the tight end so i don't think this is a week to play schultz for as great as he's been uh so the more i look around i think the best play here is daryl williams we talked about the type of opportunity he can get if he gets anywhere close to ceh touches i believe daryl williams is actually a better uh runner at the goal line that's where ceh tends to struggle so maybe he squirts in for a touchdown or two against washington now where's his price at 49 49 all right 49 yeah it's just like a lot of underwhelming guys i just don't trust but like in gpps if you're going down look at a guy like robbie anderson the dude has been absent all year scored a touchdown in week one hasn't done anything since Mm -hmm. he's one of those guys at like 4800 if you build multiple lineups you just throw him in there just in case because he's going to be a lower owned uh you know player jd at 48 is nice against kansas city staying in that washington matchup all that garbage time that McKissick can collect. This is a guy who used to get 14 targets in his sleep last year from Alex Smith. Hmm. Yeah, and Chris is talking more like a 50-50, so you don't want to take yeah. too many chances, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah, that's why I like Williams here, but my GPPs, I think I'm going to sneak McKissick in that line, into that okay. flex. I think that's a good one, yeah, yeah. So we got defense left, 3,200. Where are we going here to fill out the line? Uh, I'm going to stick in that Cowboys-Patriots matchup here and go with uh, the Dallas defense against the rookie Mac Jones. Uh, Dallas, I don't know where the hell their defense came from. Uh, I didn't expect this type of return until midseason at least, you know, because I I do like uh, the defensive coordinator. Um, I always mix him up, but uh, not Gus Bradley. I mix him up with Gus Bradley, but the uh, the other Falcons coach. uh, From the Falcons. Yeah. I yeah, always the Falcons said Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, <laughs> he know really Dan did a Quinn, great yeah. thing with, with this defense. And Dallas's defense, uh, two of their past three games over 11 fantasy points. Their worst game has been seven. So for a team you're paying what 3200 for, and they have some ceiling. Trevon Diggs, I think six or seven interceptions this year. And if he returns one, you're, you're looking at double digit fantasy points from uh, from your defense. Nice. I like it. We got a lot of good opportunity here for the 50-50. I wanted to thank you again, Anthony, for coming on the show. Uh, Anthony, tell them where they can find you. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at TheRealNFLGuru. Fantastic. Thanks for coming on, Anthony. Good luck this week. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, that's Anthony Servino, the real NFL guru, getting us ready for a little 50-50 action. You yeah, know. I was, I was, I was, was like, I was, I was liking the picks, except for that little Homer pick he had there. I didn't the like end. that Cowboys <laughs> pick, either, I'll be honest. But you know, hey, he's the he's the DFS guy. So, <laughs> I know, you know we're just, we're just the betting guys. But you know, he was just but, trying to throw he was trying to throw that in our face at the end there with the Cowboys. I know. <laughs> I feel like it's it's like a, it's like the Dan Schultz ten minute uh, out ten minute segment. Every week, but hey, you know, he produces. Oh, yeah. and, you know, we like guys that produce. Uh, yeah, if you if you forgot to put him in, he might get three touchdowns this week or something. That's usually exactly. how it happens. You leave It'd a guy like off, and then he gets a couple touchdowns on. You're like, damn it. 
should have got that guy in there. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, Russ, this is my favorite day of the week. I love breaking down games with you for the people. You know, we want to get that info out for you guys, get another winning week again. Remember to subscribe to the Sharp app, watch Tackle the Board. Please like, subscribe, comment. I love the comments. I read all the comments and everything. When we get them, you know, appreciate the support. We keep trying to produce this as much as possible with the best content. Put a lot of work in. So I am super excited about this week, Russ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, make sure you like and subscribe. I know you want to keep it a secret. You got winners coming to you, all right? <laughs> but get the word out. Let some more people win some money here, all right? Yeah, let's spread the wealth when we bash these bookies. You know, because it's fun winning money. So let's get into Thursday night, right? Uh, this is in our hometown over here. We got Philadelphia over here, right in our backyard. Uh, Tampa Bay at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is now getting six and a half points. The over-under is 53, Russ. Where are we going with this game for Thursday night? Uh, first, I was on the over, but I kind of changed my mind. I like the Eagles here. Um, this is a, coming off a short rest. Uh, it's a Thursday night game. The Eagles are home. You know, the crowd's going to be loud. The Bucs have some issues with their second there. I mean, they faced the Dolphins last week who had Brissett. So people didn't see how bad the secondary really was for the Bucs. And we talked about that last week. The Bucs took care of business. Um, I see that Levante David, uh, he's actually a stud linebacker for the Bucs. He's probably going to be out for this game. So that's huge for the Eagles. And, you know, the Eagles, they don't like to run the ball. Um, so this is going to be another game where they're not going to run the ball. So this is all going to come yeah. on Hurts. Um, I think he just does enough, though, in this game where he can cover this game. I could see it being a 28-24 type of game. And if I need that back door, if they're even down 28-17, I, can, I still see the Eagles getting that back door. Because the Bucks defense, that secondary is in trouble. And I think any average to good quarterback is going to be able to put up points uh, on these guys. So definitely like the points here. Yeah, you'd like to score 28-24, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm looking at with that, uh, I also like the over in this game. That's my favorite Mm -hmm. play out of this for the most part. But it's almost like a point where uh, it's tough because like six and a half is Mm -hmm. very low. Oh, we got someone checking in. Also, Robert says, uh, doesn't six and a half scream Vegas wants you to take the bucks or no, not necessarily. Uh, Rob, I actually do agree with you. They are begging you to take the bucks. I mean, the Eagles have not looked good. Uh, my only concern is that they won last week based off three interceptions and a block punt. That's a lot that went into into what they were winning with because they did not look good. They honestly did not deserve to win this game mm-hmm. last week. And now, now they're getting six and a half. It looks too easy. I kind of agree with you there. I think the safe play is over 51. That's mm-hmm. where I'm going to be playing. Yeah, I think just everyone has seen the Eagles get kind of blown out by all the high-powered offenses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know the bucks. They don't have Gronkowski. I just feel like it's a short week. Um, I'm, I just don't, I just don't see a blowout just cause the bucks are on the road and that defense is in trouble. So I don't know the Eagles, I think can su- surprise them early in the game and just somehow just be able to cover this game. You know what I mean? I think yeah, the well- bucks, bucks definitely win the game, but just cover wise, I think the Eagles can possibly cover this yeah Jalen Hurts gets that backdoor cover I think Hurts has Mm -hmm. a really good day passing if you're looking at a player prop I think being over on Jalen Hurts's passing yards will be key here I I I think you're gonna get a low number regardless so I think Mm -hmm. he'll probably throw for over 300 yards this game he's gonna have to if he wants to keep this somewhat close that's I'm glad you brought that up because if anyone's betting this game I'd probably rather just bet Jalen Hurts over in his passing yards because 
The Eagles have not been running the ball season and they're facing the Bucs. They do not let anybody run the ball at all. They're the best in the league last year, this year. Nobody, the Eagles are not going to run the ball in this game. So ton of passes here. Make sure you guys, I would, I would say I'm going to start recommending prop plays instead of sides. So I would definitely yeah. recommend you want to get out for the people. Yeah. Russ. We want winners. Yeah. Exactly. We so want I definitely winners. recommend that. Exactly. Or even take the under on any of the running backs because these guys are not going to be running the ball at all. Yeah, I already learned my lesson this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I, my only loss for the player props this year was uh, Miles Sanders. I had him on his over mm-hmm. on his rushing yards, and he didn't get barely any touches again. But was, it's funny. My my three player ahead. props this year, all Eagles, two out of three I hit was Jalen Hurts over on passing slash rushing yards. Exactly. And for the say, people yeah. anyway, Jalen Hurts is over under on his passing yards, 280 and a half yards. Mm-hmm. I'm all over that. Yep, yep. They're kept, the sports books are catching up. They're putting it higher now because they know mm-hmm. he's going to be putting up some stats. So definitely yeah, like that, that secondary stinks. So yeah, he should be able to throw on them. Yeah, I'd be or more comfortable. Be with, yeah, more comfortable with them putting up their uh, putting up their stats than uh, covering the game. So definitely like that. All right, let's move to London over here. We got the Oof. Dolphins at the Jags. Jags are three and a half point dogs, and the over under is forty five and a half. We should just all you got to do is just check out the NFL. Whoever they have in these London games, they just say, okay, these teams aren't fucking making the playoffs. Just put these guys mm-hmm. out there and let them play. We saw the Jets and Falcons terrible game last week. Um, now we got the Dolphins and Jaguars. This is another shitty game. Uh, Brissett backup quarterback as a favorite, and a team that's Dolphins are struggling this year. You just can't mm-hmm. trust them. I mean. Tua, I don't, I don't believe he's playing in this game. This is a London game, so I don't, I wouldn't see them having travel out there to play this. Um, Jaguars, they've been showing that they've been improving uh, week by week, so I can see them keeping this game close and just losing this game by three. So I like the points here. I'll take the Jaguars plus three and a half. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, I want to thank Robert again for checking in again. Remember, guys, you can comment. We're more than happy to answer questions. That was a very good point he brought up with the six and a half points. You know, reading the lines like Vegas line reader and myself. You know, making sure you know we're getting the best value. We're seeing what the books are putting out there because once again, uh, these books aren't you know paying out winners to like keep these casinos running. You know, mm-hmm. so they they make these lines for a reason to reel in the money. We're not going to fall for a lot of these things. Yeah, the thing is, like, a lot of people, if I don't know how new some the, like, the people in the chat are to mm-hmm. sports betting, but a lot of new bettors, they love seeing the the small road favorites, you know? They don't right. understand, like, playing on the road is tough. Um, so that's why people, like, when we were new bettors, you remember we'd be like, oh, they're only minus three and a half. They're only minus two and a half on the road. That used to be the whole perception we used to look at games, you know? We've yeah. learned our lesson over 15 years knowing um those are a lot of points when you're playing on the road so it's not easy yeah so when i'm looking at this dolphin jags game dolphins brissette uh just tons of wide receiver injuries brissette hasn't really made those big plays that mm. um the jags they're actually ranked 24th in nfl in rushing yards per game which i thought was pretty mm-hmm. impressive but uh they got killed by the titans they got sent back to reality after that cleveland game they played close in but we gotta remember this is the london jags they always play in london <laughs> oh, yeah you yeah, know, this is this is like their second home over here. This is this is a good spot for them. James Robinson has been fantastic this year, coming off 149 rushing yards and a TD last week. Uh, Jags rushing offense is sixth. 
in the NFL. Uh, Lawrence is improving. He's showing a lot of talent. He just needs mm-hmm. to adjust the NFL. I, I love the Jags here, plus three and a half. I can't believe I'm saying it. But I think also the under 45 and a half is great, too. So if you want to you know, get your best bang for your buck, do a little two-team same-game parlay with that. No, definitely. It seems like a smart play. Yeah, the Dolphins are just a mess. The last two seasons, they've been playing hard and have been impressive. And now they're finally going to hit an injury bug. And, you know, things just happen to certain teams where this is just their down year. And you even have them, uh, you had them for your under and team win. So you just stick yep. to your guns. Exactly. This is the type of team you want to be fading um, on the road. Uh, so definitely a smart play here. Yeah, you know we we talked about our our pre you know our for one of our first episodes that we had we talked about mm-hmm. season you know uh, win, totals, win totals this and that yeah. this was one of mine under on the Dolphins and it's really showing fruition right here for the most part. Russell is checking in. Indianapolis is plus one one sixty to make the playoffs. Just wanted to get a reaction. What are you going with this, Russ? I think it is possible. Just winning the division no chance in wild card um but the titans i I don't trust the titans um and if the titans lose next week you're probably going to the best value you can on the colts right now because the colts win this week against the texans and the titans lose next week those odds are going to be bad so yeah definitely russell it's weird saying my same name so russell grab that plus 160 and yeah, that's, myself, that's, Russell might grab that 162 right now. Yeah, I might grab that after the show. Good mm-hmm. find right there. I think I that's think if fine. you're looking for value with the Colts, which really wasn't a lot of value at the beginning of the season, now you're starting to see some right now. Mm-hmm. Wentz has shown progressions of getting better. I mean, he had a good game last week against the Ravens. So, uh, yeah, this is value with the Colts, and I love it. Good find. And now, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, too, um, I would have to look and check out what the Colts, because uh, he said Colts to make the playoffs. He didn't say Colts to win the division. Oh, so um, maybe a little who, better. Knows if, who knows if their odds are better to win the division, then I would grab those odds. Yeah, you um, might actually be able to get better odds with yeah, it. Because I think good. I don't think they have a shot at winning uh, a wild card. This is going to be that. This is the one of this is going to be like one of the worst divisions uh, this season. I, whoever wins this division is probably going to win nine games or something. All right. Um, speaking speaking mm-hmm. of that, anyway, uh, yeah. the Colts are actually plus two seventy five to win the division. So you're getting See? more bang for your buck. Exactly. So if you're going to bet that, bet that plus 275. Don't yep, bet there. division right on top of it. You know, he's yeah, listening. He's good on top of I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make money over here and, you know, and Russell's uh, yeah, contributing. I, like I absolutely love it. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, you never know, like in these next two games, there could be a swing here um, where say the Titans lose two straight, you know, and then you could just uh, bet on the Titans and then you're going to win automatic money, both at plus money. So yeah, so let's get into the Colts right now. Since this is mm-hmm. our next game, we got Texans at Colts. The uh, let me get the line up here is uh, I believe plus ten for the uh, Texans. Let me just get to mm-hmm. it real quick. I think it's dropped uh, down. Like- so we're gonna go with Indy minus ten yep. over under yep. forty three. Russ. Yeah, I saw some books have dropped a minus nine and a half, which I think is pretty nuts. Um, I'll take the Colts here. Um, funny that we're talking about the Colts now. Uh, mm-hmm. Texans, out, yeah. yeah. Texans a terrible team. They're coming off an actual good performance last week. I mean, they were playing awful, and then they just surprised everyone last week. Um, they aren't going to surprise anyone, though, this week. The Colts, they're 1-4. and four. They're just going to be desperate here in this mm-hmm. game after they got uh, lost and blew the game last week on uh, Monday Night Football. 
Um, the running game, like we talked about with Anthony earlier, uh, with uh, Taylor, he's freaking been dominating. Um, this is a game where I just see him. They're going to feed him the ball all game. He's going to be dominating. Yeah. 30 to 10 type of game. I just I don't see this game being close. Yeah, and Texans just haven't had a real good success against the mm-hmm. Colts in general. They're 1-5 in five against the spread in their last six meetings. So this this has been it for the most part. So that's kind of where I'm looking at. This is definitely I the mean, worst Texans team uh, out yeah. of those years, too. Yeah, yeah, this is a bad Texans team. You know, will Texans be able to score with them? Probably not. I, I think mm-hmm. I think Colts might, you know, get, you know, get – get ready to roll on defense. So that might be kind of a situation there. So I like the Colts uh, laying the points there. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say the Texans were making, they're a bad team and they were making some pretty nice plays last week. You're not going to see that two weeks in a row. Um, Mm -hmm. You'll, you'll get that one random week where you see them playing just a perfect game. I got, I got to throw something in on that game. They're up like two touchdowns and they were going in like a fake punt format, like a college style, like fake punt formation or bundling up. And then they like, they got together again and they're like, they hiked it and they freaking go to punt. They got their punt block because they were messing around trying to make it look like they're in a fake punt. That's when, you know, teams are God awful. When you're messing around up two touchdowns, you find ways to lose the game. So um, definitely a team I'm not backing all season. I'm not touching the Texas. I don't care if they're plus 20 uh, later in the season. I'm not touching these guys. Uh, speaking of another big spread as mm-hmm. well, we got the Rams at the New York Giants. The line has dropped. It's down to nine and a half. Uh, Giants are getting at home. The over-under is now 48 and a half. Went up a point, Russ. Where are we going? Well, it looks like the odds makers are trying to mess with us a little bit this week. Because mm-hmm. um, I do like a lot of favorites this week. So I think they're ticking down these uh, favorites, trying to get people off of these favorites. Um, but I'll take the Rams here. Um, these teams faced off last year and the Rams actually won a sloppy game. It was like 17 to nine was the final score. This is a different story this year though. Um, the Rams offense has improved. They got Stafford this year and then Mm -hmm. the giants, their defense played really well last year. They kept them in games against top tier competition. Like the Rams were last year, but this year the giants defense has not looked the same at all. And then you got the offense who's got a ton of injuries. So this giants team is just depleted. I'll take the Rams here 34 to 13. Yeah, I see the same kind of thing here, honestly. I see the Rams really killing this team. Daniel Jones might not even play. He had a concussion issue, so you mm-hmm. might get Glennon in there. Uh, the whole wide receiver course banged up. I know Ingram is still there, so that's a big part, a good safety blank right there. Barkley really hasn't done a whole lot because he's going to be kind of banged up for the most part, but I think it's pretty simple. You just take the favor here. You can get him at nine and a half. I think you jump on it now. It's going to go back up again. I mean, people are going to be hammering this. Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be a very big public play, but I don't see anyone taking the giants here. Yeah. I think I saw Barkley's out. His, his ankle looked like a balloon last year. Oh, so. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into our next game. Uh, the green Bay Packers at the Chicago bears. Bears are getting four and a half. The over-under is 44, Russ. Um, I'll take the Packers here. The Bears, uh, I said, is a bad team. This is a team that I'm fading, and now they're coming off two straight wins. And the one win last week is as a plus-six dog versus the Raiders. So big win for them. Uh, We actually liked the Bears last week. I'm so mad I didn't Mm -hmm. put that in my VIP plays because they've been first in sacks, but now they're actually stepping up in competition. They got to try to stop Rodgers. Rodgers just owns these guys. And everyone's been talking about how the Packers with all these big injuries, 
Um, I just don't see it affecting him. This happened to Rodgers a couple of years ago. He gets a bunch of injuries on the offensive line. It just doesn't matter. Um, these guys are just a step up in class. They're going to take care of business. I see a 24 to 16 type of game here. I'll take the Packers. Yeah, so the Packers coming off a crazy game against the Bengals. Uh, this was one of my plays I had on the Sharp app. Uh, I actually got it at two and a half when it dropped. I locked it in immediately. Thank God I did because they mm-hmm. won by three. Oh, yeah. the, game, the game was the game was uh, dominated by Green Bay. I felt like Russ. Definitely, yeah. They they dominated that game. I mean, uh, I can't talk about the missed field goals. Uh, oh God! And again, you know, you know who the bad team is because they're the one who thought they made a field goal when they really didn't. So. Yeah. You can exactly. Always, that you was always crazy. know who the bad teams are. <laughs> like they've never been there before. <laughs> Guy jumped up in his arms, being lifted up to the heavens, and then there he's like, uh, didn't make it, dude. Yeah, exactly. It's embarrassing. I watched that, and then the next day I watched like Gavin Lux and uh the and uh the playoffs for baseball, thinking he hit a home run, sticking his arms up in the air. Oh, and, man. Like, how does this happen two days in a row with two different guys? Like, this oh, is bad. Man. <laughs> and you know what? And the defense was able to pick off Burrow. They actually had an okay game. A big gains from Adams and Jones. It was real solid. Uh, the Bears, this is what we love here. Bears won and covered last week against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Not a good team. Fields only passed for 111 yards and one TD. Nothing worth noting offensively. The defense was the big point. The Packers are 17 and 5 against the spread in their last 22 meetings in Chicago. Nice. Aaron Rodgers likes to tear up the Bears, especially in Chicago. Give me the Packers minus four and a half and give me that under 44 and a half because I don't think the Bears are going to score many points. Yeah, there. and Fields hyper extended his knee in that game. Oh, boy. Um, so no one's really – it's been kind of quiet. No one's really been talking about it, but everyone's just going to see the Bears. They've been playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely don't trust the Bears here. Um, I think – they got a bottom tier quarterback in this game. I don't see him going off. I mean, what's he been putting up a hundred some yards passing every game? Yeah, it's this not is a, good. This is a he, he's going to have a lot of pressure on him facing Aaron Rodgers here. I'll tell yeah. you that. This ain't no David Carr or who, who the hell they beat two weeks ago. Probably <laughs> no one special. <laughs> Texans great, David Carr. Exactly. <laughs> so let's get into the next game over here. We got the LA Chargers at the Ravens. The line was originally at three. It dropped down to two and a half now. The over-under mm-hmm. is now 51 and a half for us. Figured this would drop. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers here. Uh, Chargers are a team that are improved. I see them making a the playoffs this year. Um, they're just the new up-and-coming, like exciting team this year. There's always like two or three teams that are the up-and-coming teams. Mm-hmm. As for the Ravens, they are just not the same team this year to me. Last year and the year before that, two years ago, both years they had eight games where they won easily by double digits. This Mm -hmm. year they have one double-digit win. All the other games are close games. That one double-digit win they have this year was against the Broncos, and that was because they knocked Teddy Bridgewater out of the game and Locke came in. Um, So these guys just aren't the same to me. So I'll take the Chargers, the more exciting team, and with Herbert, who I think is going to be hes basically one of the top quarterbacks, exactly, getting points, I'll take it all day. Yeah, I love what I'm seeing from Herbert. He's so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He's leading this team. He put up a lot of points against the Browns because he had to. No. Uh, the defense kind of was a little shaky last week, but that's all right. That that was just one week. Uh, their third NFL in passing yards per game. Uh, what hasn't been good has been that they've been giving up the most rush yards in the NFL, which I'm not mm-hmm. that crazy about, to be honest, which is kind of a point that I'm not, I don't really like with the Chargers, but the Chargers have risen to the occasion. They've been 4 0 against the spread versus teams with a ring record. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll take Herbert all day. I like him with the points. Give me the plus two and a half. And I actually, I love the under 52. 
I think mm-hmm. I think there's gonna be a lot of clock that's gonna be ran out by the Ravens. They want to establish that run game more and everything. And I I I still feel like their defense is gonna play well enough for the Chargers. I, I think this is a really high over under based on what happened in the Chargers game. Uh before then they had low scoring games. So I, I love the under 52, and I'll take the Chargers with that. Yeah, this is definitely a Chargers line. I mean, you got the Ravens only minus two and a half at home. If you look back, I'm sure they have, they're probably winning like 70% of their home games. So Mm -hmm. to see they're only minus two and a half, this is definitely a Chargers line. And people will talk, I'm not big about, uh, People will say, "Oh, they're char- traveling west to east." I, I don't, I don't care about stuff like that. I don't get into that. Looking back, the Chargers played uh, these guys like four times the past fifteen years. They split two and two whenever they travel from the Chargers uh, going out to Baltimore. So I just don't believe in all that. Yeah, I, I think that is kind of overhyped nowadays, especially in the pros. Mm-hmm. For college, it might be a little bit different because they're college kids, and I can maybe you can handicap that with a little bit, but. I don't think the whole East to West Coast thing is as big as a deal as it used to be. There's a lot of just bullshit stuff that gets put out there where people uh, say they're pros and say, hey, I got I got some inside information. This guy's going West to East or whatever. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, they killed them. Has nothing to do with it. You're, all these games are involved with your teams and certain situations I could see winning certain amount of games as a, you're winning as a, an underdog and then you're coming off of that game. Those are the type of spots you guys need to be looking for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the next game we're looking at here is the Chiefs at the Washington football team. They're getting uh, fo- uh, Washington's getting plus six and a half. The over under is 56 and a half for us. Yeah, I like the Chiefs here. Uh, Mahomes coming off an embarrassing loss on primetime. Uh, Allen showed him up uh, the other night. Um, they're also two and three on the season, which is nuts. Um, but if you look at the competition, all the all the teams that they've lost to, they're all playoff teams. So now they're going to be playing a Washington football team who this team just cannot stop anyone. This defense is god-awful. So mm-hmm. um, I'll take the Chiefs here. Um, this could get into a shootout, um, but the Chiefs are just going to pull away here, 38-27. to 27. Yeah, I think this is a good spot for the Chiefs. Uh, we talked about how much we weren't crazy about Washington this year. Uh, we jumped on them a couple times, got saved, got burned, mm-hmm. you know. But overall, this isn't a team. I told you before, I'm not a big Ron Rivera guy. I don't think mm-hmm. he's as good as a coach as advertised. Uh, the Chiefs minus six and a half. If you're getting this under a touchdown, I love it. The Chiefs are 4-0 against the spread in their last four road games versus a team with a losing home record here. Um, I I just love the Chiefs here. I think I think they're just going to absolutely dominate this game. This is a big statement game for the Chiefs. They need to really mm-hmm. put it on. Uh, coming off that beatdown against the Bills, which was pretty embarrassing. The offense is still ranked third. Uh, I know they're giving up a lot of points, but this this uh, Washington team doesn't put up a whole lot of points, so I'm not too concerned about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Anthony was saying before. I mean, all they got is McLaurin right now, so these guys are struggling. Yeah, the Washington football team's defense is 27th in total yards, 28th in passing yards, and 31st in points is scored against. This defense wasn't like last year with that cupcake mm-hmm. schedule. You play some of the big boys now. Yeah, I got to look back. I mean, for the win totals, we talked about this before the season. I said these guys, all they did was beat, what, the NFC East teams, and the mm-hmm. te- they only won seven games on the season. So people are like, oh, big room for improvement. No, they just got lucky. They played backup quarterbacks all season. Exactly. Now they're they're playing real teams because they made the playoffs last year. 
Yeah, the starting to play the big boys, and that's that's what it's coming <laughs> exactly. down to. Yep, yep, yeah. You're, over, you're playing with the big team. boys. Yeah, good good luck playing a pissed off Mahomes this week. Yeah, good, good luck. luck. <laughs> I, I wish you the best. Chiefs minus six and a half. Lock it up. <laughs> yeah, Mahomes might not uh uh have a punt this year against the NFC East. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> he might not. Let's get into another barn burner. We got the uh Cincinnati Bengals at the Detroit Lions. The Lions are getting three and a half now. The over-under is 48. Russ, where are we going? Um, I actually like the Bengals. I'm hearing a lot of talk about people actually liking the Lions this year, and I, I love when people are talking up the bad teams just like the Jets last week. Everyone talked them up, and they got their ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like uh, this is a spot where the Lions, every time they play that close game, it seems like the next game they just lose by double digits. So um, the Bengals were caught sleeping earlier in the season already as a road favorite against the Jaguars. Um, so I just think they'll be ready for this game. They're not uh, going to look down to this bad opponent. So I think the Bengals come away with the win here. I think Burrow has a nice game, 28-20, to 20, uh, the Bengals win. And just to throw in there, I mean, the Lions, I feel like, I think it has to be like four out of the five games. They were down like double digits at the end of the game. They're just mm-hmm. somehow find a way to cover these games. But I think the Bengals will just keep their heads here and pull away here. Yeah, the Bengals, uh, they've been, you know, they show some good glimpses. Jamar Chase mm-hmm. has been outstanding. We talked about him on the DFS segment with Anthony. Uh, their defense is actually ranked seventh in the NFL in points scored against. Mm-hmm. The Lions, they played tough last week against the Vikings. The Vikings really had to squeak out that win. Uh, the defense played hard. They really contained Cousins. They fought hard, bottom line. Uh, the under is 5-1 and one in the Bengals. Last six games versus the team with a losing record. I feel like this is just like a get-out-of-dodge kind of game for the Bengals. I think they just want to win this game. Not be too fancy about it. Just get it done. I love the over. Uh, no, sorry. I love the under. Excuse me. I love the mm-hmm. under 48. That's by far my favorite play for this. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a really kind of, you know, they're just, just trying to get, trying to just get through Russ. And I don't think they're trying to kill teams. And I think the Lions are playing tough for their coach right now. I think, I think this is a spot where it's going to be just a low scoring, hard fought game, but the Bengals will pull it off. Yeah, yeah. Somebody get that guy a hanky already. There's no crying in football. Yeah, he had a little couple of tears, man. A little tears from the football guy. <laughs> Wait till they're 0 and 15. I yeah, there's gonna be a lot of crocodile tears after that one, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, All right, man. let's get into our next game over here. It's not enough to tear up over that game anymore. We got the Minnesota Vikings at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are getting well, actually, the, excuse me, the line is officially flipped over here. The mm-hmm. Panthers are now getting one and a half points. The over-under is 45 and a half for us. What are we doing here? Um, this is my first under game here. I'll take the under here. Um, these teams faced off last year and the total was actually at 50 and that game went over. Um, again, this is another type of game. This is a different, uh, type of story this season. You got both of these defenses that are both improved from last year. So I could just see this being a defensive type of game. Um, And again, that's probably, I'll just take the under here. I mean, this is just, these two are both fighting for like a wild card spot too. So um, these are the two teams that are basically are fighting for that wild card. So definitely makes this game even more competitive. Um, So definitely give me the under. Yeah, 100%, Russ. I'm right with you with the under. Uh, It was originally at 46 and a half, dropping down a point. Uh, Mm -hmm. These teams are playing tough. I originally liked the underdog in this game with the the Vikings getting a point and a half. Now we're getting this line movement the other way. I'm staying far away from it now. I don't like how this is moving the line here. Mm -hmm. Um, The Panthers' defense has been solid. Hassan Reddick, Temple Zone. 
He had a great game, six tackles, two of them for a loss and two sacks. This defense has been balling. And I think this under uh, 40, well, now it's 45 and a half. Be sure to shop around. But what we're looking at right now, it's under 45 and a half. That's where I'm rolling with you, Russ. I think this is a lock under. So let's go. Yeah, because I almost took the Panthers here, but then I saw that a lot of people, the public is actually on the Panthers. So that made me nervous. I'm like, everyone's on the Panthers and the line's moving in the Vikings direction. Mm-hmm. Um, that would just kind of threw me off there. So, and then we don't know what's going on with McCaffrey and we don't know what's going on with cook on the Vikings. So there's a lot of question marks in this game. Yeah. So the next game I want to get into a pretty exciting game over here, the Cardinals at the Browns, the Browns are now laying three points and the over under is 49. Russ, where are we going? This is a, t- this is a tough one, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I mean, I got Kyler Murray, a stud quarterback. I got to take the points here. Um, it's just tough because the Browns last week, they were without their defensive end clowny. They were missing Wills, their stud offensive tackle. And then, uh, cornerback Greg Newsom was out last week. Um, the Browns have a ton of injuries. So for them to be a favorite here, um, I don't think people know how many injuries these guys have. And then in that game last week versus the chargers, their best cornerback Denzel Ward, he went down in the first half. So these guys just have so many injuries. And then Conklin went down at the end of the game, uh, their other stud offensive tackle. So definitely got to check the injury report on this game before it starts. Um, but I'll take the Cardinals here getting points who are still getting disrespected. People don't think that they're still that good of a team. Um, but I'm buying in. I told you last week, if they beat the 49ers in this game, I'm buying into this team to actually be legit. They remind me kind of like the car. Uh, sorry, the Falcons years ago with Matt Ryan. That team had a young defense. They were projected to win, say, eight, nine games that season. They took the whole league by storm and actually just went off and made the Super Bowl. So the Cardinals have that type of talent where they can do it. They got a bunch of good young guys on defense, and they played great defense again last week. I mean, they shut down. We were pissed that they were going for it on fourth down with the 49ers, but give the Cardinals credit. They shut down those fourth downs, fourth and shorts. Yeah, they did show me something there last week. Uh, I'm playing kind of devil's advocate here a little bit. I was kind of liking the Browns here for the most part. They're Mm -hmm. 5-1 against the spread. Their last six games falling against the spread loss. Uh, They just came off of a shootout loss over the Chargers. Now they come back home. Big game to stay above 500. This is like a do-or-die situation for the Browns. I mean, Mayfield's been so-so. You know, He hasn't really put up good numbers. Not shocked by that. We talked about that. Uh, on our first show with the season totals. Uh, the run game has been key for them. The duo of Chubb and Hunt, their first NFL in rushing yards in, uh, per game. The defense has been solid as well. Fourth in total yards given up. Second in defensive rushing yards. And 11th in points scored against. I think this is just a more important game for the Browns. Uh, I'll take the Browns minus two and a half. But uh, what I really like again, I feel like you last week. I love the under 50 and a half. I think this is going to be a, a hard fought game. And I don't think the books are adjusting to what the Cardinals are going up against, especially with last week being a low scoring game. And now they're still putting up a high total here. So and then the Browns scoring a lot last week. Uh, they had to put the total up high. I'm not falling for it. I love the under 50 and a half. Yeah, it's good to take an under after the. That's what worries me about the Browns because they're not a high-powered offense, and they did drop forty-two last week, so that mm-hmm. does make yeah, me a little nervous about them too. Yeah, so definitely a smart underplay there. Next game, Cowboys at Patriots. The official line for this game right now is plus plus three Patriots in New England. The over/under wow. is now up to fifty-one. Russ, what are we doing here? 
Yeah, smells like some sharp action going on here. I, I like the Patriots too here. Um, great spot here for where the Cowboys are just, they're getting way too much steam right now. I mean, blowing out teams that are in the NFC East. And we talked about last week that they should beat the Giants pretty easily. Um, they took care of business last week again, like I said, against the Giants. And then now I see um, that they were just, I was said that they were getting lucky spots all season. So now this is actually their first bad spot of the season. Uh, Patriots coming off that ugly game. Everyone sees they played the worst team in the NFL against the t- Texans. Um, but the Patriots, they know how to get up for games as an underdog with Belichick. So um, Mac Jones, he completes a bunch of passes. So I just see this being his best performance. And I could see a 27-24 type of game here. Um, I'll take the Patriots, but definitely get the hook if you guys can on a plus three and a half for the Patriots. Get the best line you can. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that line started up higher before it's starting to drop mm. now, even with all the Cowboys money, which I love even more. I could not love the Patriots more in this spot right here. Uh, the Patriots coming off that comeback win against the Texans is that public perception. You know, we talked about again and again. The Cowboys have been looking good of late since the since the Eagles Cowboys game. They've been on fire and the mm-hmm. Patriots just barely squeaking out a win against the Texans. Uh, I was reading something on Twitter. Uh, I, I forget who it was from, but he was talking with one of the guys from MGM. He said the biggest liability this week is the Cowboys. Everybody mm-hmm. is taking the Cowboys. So the books need the Patriots to cover this game. Uh, I'm all on board with it. I'm happy to be on the side with the books right here. Uh, their defense for the Patriots have been fifth in total yards, giving up points against and passing yards. So the Patriots defense has been doing really well. We saw them against Tom Brady, played really well that game, low scoring game. Uh, I like the under here, but I love the Patriots even more. So I'm all in on the Patriots this week. So give me the Patriots with the points. Definitely. And if you looked at these teams before the season start, they both. Uh, about nine projected wins for both teams. The Patriots have just had a slow start. These guys can get going. They got their rookie quarterback, and they're only going to play better and better each week. So definitely we both like the Patriots here. So the next game, Raiders at Broncos. The Broncos are getting uh, – actually, I'm uh, – no, I'm sorry. I apologize. No, no, Broncos are giving mm-hmm. three and a half. The over-under is 44, Russ. I'll take the Broncos here. Um, I had the Raiders. And then this is another team that I've been fading. I'm going to be fading this year. Um, you guys saw that they started 3-0. and We were talking about this as a fraud mm-hmm. 3-0 and team. We said that a couple weeks ago. And in these past two weeks that they've lost, you are now starting to see the real Raiders team. Um, now they lose Gruden. This team is just a mess. Uh, Broncos got swept last year to the Raiders. So this is going to be a revenge type of situation coming off of those. And they're also coming off two straight losses, the Broncos here. So they'll also be motivated for this game. Um, 24, 17 just seemed like the Broncos was, they were just sleeping last week. I don't, I don't know what was going on with that team. They're giving up their cornerbacks are solid. They were giving up deep passes to Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know. I guess they were just so unmotivated. They're like, Oh, we're playing big Ben. He's not going to do shit against us. And they were probably surprised. Like, Holy shit, this guy can throw 50 yards down the field. Um, so I think they were just in shock last week and you saw that they were good enough to come right back. I mean, they stormed all the way down. They almost could have tied the game. They threw an interception when they get to the five yard line, they were down one possession. Um, so showed that they can come back even when they do play a terrible game. So, um, I like the Broncos here. Yeah, this is kind of a weird game. Uh, Mm -hmm. I typically don't like to fade, uh, 
teams that lose their coach. John Gruden just getting fired for his like comments he's had for like 10 years. They like dug up. And uh, yeah, I, I typically don't like to go against the team that, that loses their coach their first game. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just something I usually stay away from. I normally would take the Broncos in this spot. I actually like the under 44 here. Uh, the under is five and one in their last six meetings in Denver. They've always been kind of low scoring games. And then with everything going on with all the media stuff and everything, I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to put up a ton of points on uh, on uh, Denver for the most part. Do you remember mm-hmm. how many points the uh, Steelers put up last week against them? Uh, it was 27 to 19. Yeah, so it's 27. Like steel, so steel trap, man. Everything's in here, guys. Just always, always watching the games. Absolutely. <laughs> right. We're always watching the games. <laughs> always know, knowing but... the scores, right? Yep. 20. So they scored 27 points against this Denver mm-hmm. defense, which is typically pretty good. Yep. I mean, their defense is second in points allowed and sixth in rushing yards allowed, the Broncos. So I expect them to have a much better performance this go around, especially at home with the elevation and everything. So give me the under. The under 44 is my play there. And talking about the coach factor, I mean, you, this was a situation where um, they did the team wanted the guy gone where they actually fired a coach, and then teams usually play good the next game when they get mm-hmm. rid of the coach, you get a new coach. And this is a different circumstance where the guys probably didn't want their coach to leave. He's gone now. You're just like, whoa, who the hell we got in next? Like yeah. after you just lost two games, your team's a mess already. You just put up nine points last week. So they're definitely in trouble. It's tough to bounce back from something like that. Yeah. So we're going to Sunday night. We got the Seattle Seahawks at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are officially at minus five. The over under is 42 and a half. Russ, where are we going? Man, minus five. That's a lot. Um, but, but this is honestly just a game I just can't take. This is probably the one game, guys. I always say one game that I'm just not going to touch. I'm not going to back Geno Smith, who showed last week he actually played pretty well in mm-hmm. the one or two series that we saw him in, but absolutely just silence at home dead crowd there was no one there so that's why he looks so good um now he has to go on the road uh versus the Steelers who still have a great defense they're one of the best defenses in NFL I just bash Roethlisberger because I just I don't trust him as a favorite he's just trusting the defense to play and win these games for him I mean last week was the first week where he showed signs where he actually threw the ball deep so Mm -hmm. I just have no clue what he's going to do this week um I just avoid this game I might I would take the under probably as my lean for this game, but I, I'm just nervous that Geno Smith will just get like uh, sacked and give up a fumble for a score mm-hmm. or something. That's how, what's going to screw this game. So just totally avoiding this game. Yeah, I couldn't. You couldn't say any better. Stay away mm-hmm. game. If you're going to take someone, take the under. Let's keep moving on because that, yep. that's all I got to say about that game. Definitely. Monday night, the Buffalo Bills at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are getting five and a half and the over under is 54. Russ, where are we going? Monday yeah, this is, yeah, this is a shootout type of game. Um, I'm actually going to make it a little juicy here. I'm not touching anything for this game, but I do like something for this. I like a prop here, guys. Uh, Stefan Diggs over receiving yards. It's not up yet, but I don't care what it is. Grab it whenever it comes out. Um, he's actually underachieved all season long. Um, we're actually buying low on him uh, because I've looked into him. He's minus 20 fantasy points so far on his projections for the season. Now he's coming into a game uh, where he's facing a very weak Titans secondary. I just see him going off here. And last week he only had two receptions against the Chiefs last week. He's just absolutely going to go off in this game, take his over in his receiving yards. Yeah, uh, just make it funny, exciting, uh, over. Simple, sweet, over mm-hmm. 54 and a half. 
Uh, Allen's been absolutely amazing throwing the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. MVP, no surprise. We we talked about him at the beginning of the year. We how much we liked him there. Uh, Dig Sanders Knox, great trios, been really playing well. Bills are first in NFL points scored per game, second in passing yards allowed. Uh, we, I talked about on the first show how the Bills typically still like to pass the ball and keep pressing even in the fourth quarter when they have a lead. So that is always good for the over. So give me that over the 54 total and get your popcorn ready. Definitely. And I, I was just a little nervous about the, but like I would I'm possibly side with the Titans because I just feel like this might be a game where the Bills might be caught sleeping uh, mm. early here um, because they're after that huge game, another night game last week against the Chiefs was such a huge game. You know what I mean? This is kind of a down spot for the Bills, uh, probably a bad spot. I got to check how teams actually do after they face the Chiefs because remember the Ravens won that night game against the Chiefs. What happened mm-hmm. the next week? They won by two points to the Lions and shouldn't even have won that game. So people know when you beat the best quarterback in the NFL, um, you're going to have a down week the next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into college, Russ. It's college time. We got through NFL. College mm-hmm. we've been hot. Everything's been great. We got two big marquee games. The first game, Oklahoma State at the Texas Longhorns. Texas is laying five points. The over-under is 60 and a half, Russ. I got Texas here. Um, I see Oklahoma State's ranked 12th and Texas is ranked 25th. This is what I love late in the season, all these crazy rankings uh, where they're actually just wrong. Um, Texas is the better team here. Um, I'll take them all day. Uh, they Texas coming off two straight games. They're involved in close games where they played uh, a neutral site last week against Oklahoma. That was a killer loss for them. And then two weeks ago, uh, they went on the road to TCU, which was another battle. So I just feel like they're finally getting back home again. They're going to be comfortable. Um, they're averaging 55 points per game in the three games that they have played at home. I mean, a couple were cupcakes, but I know one was a conference game. Um, but these guys are just more comfortable at home. I just see them winning this game easily. Oklahoma State is not a team that's on my radar this year, so I don't even know why they're ranked 12th. Uh, that's definitely wrong. They're going to be up in the 20s after this game. Give me Texas 30-17 type of game here. Yeah, so for this game, Oklahoma State, they won 24-14 against Baylor now and coming off the bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas lost to Oklahoma, a game they should have never lost. They were up mm-hmm. the entire game. I turned it off because I thought Texas was going to win, honestly. They are up a yeah. bunch. They ended up losing that game to Oklahoma. Oklahoma State undefeated, 5-0. and uh, Back-to-back mm-hmm. wins against ranked teams, still surprising. Uh, the wideout group's been fantastic, led by Tay Martin. Uh, the senior, he's had at least 100 yards receiving in each game this season. A lot of chances to have explosive plays. Sanders at QB really hasn't been that good. So it's been really confusing why this team is 5-0, and really an anomaly why they're playing mm-hmm. so well. It might just be because of their defense. Their defense has been outstanding, giving them 18.6 points per game. Texas, that offense we know is really good. The defense has been shaky. But I'm going with the total here. I love the under 16 and a half. The under is 7 and 0 in their last eight meetings in Texas for this game. Um, I just think the way Oklahoma State plays, running the ball, killing the clock, doing things like that, uh, I think it's going to be an under game. I think this is way too high just because Texas's uh, defense isn't that good. And there was such a shootout last week. It's almost impossible to make this a really low total because of last week. I'll take advantage of it. Give me the under 60 and a half. Very nice. Yeah, what seventy-five points scored last year. Yeah, definitely uh 
like when people see that for last year and then opposite happens the next season. Mm -hmm. So I'm always the contrarian side looking for that uh, factor right there going opposite uh, where it is going to be a defensive type of game this year. Yeah. So the next game we got is Kentucky at Georgia. Georgia's laying 23 points. The over-under is 44 and a half for us. What do you like here? Here's another, just the rankings are wrong again. I got people are going to say, oh, we got a one versus 11 here. Kentucky, I mean, they're a good team, but 11th ranked, that's just ridiculous to me. Um, just because, uh, I mean, this reminds me of uh, hyping up Arkansas a couple of weeks ago. They were ranked 17th and they're like, here we go. They're playing Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. And then Georgia killed them 37 to nothing. Yep. Um, Kentucky's a team. They just love to run the football. And this yes. is just not a team that can match up with Georgia. They love to run the ball and all Georgia does. They're not going to be able to run the ball in Georgia. So you're telling me the guy, he's going to have to throw passes all game, what they don't like to do. So uh, definitely this is going to be a 35 to seven type of game. I think Georgia, maybe they'll let them score in the uh, end of the game. I just feel like a broken record. It's going to be a boring week of football, it seems like. But yeah. I love the under 44 and a half. Uh, you said it. The run game is the bread and butter for Kentucky, and that's what Georgia does best against defense. They're number one in the country in passing yards allowed as well. Eighth in the country in takeaways. It looks like JT Daniels is going to play. Uh, I've been looking into that today. It looks like he's been throwing. It looks like he's probably going to be good to go. But either way, I don't think it will really matter. Uh, the under six and one for the Kentucky Wildcats in their last seven games as a road underdog. Uh, they run the ball and play good defense. That's what they do. That usually travels pretty well. I don't want to mess with the spread here, even though this is like kind of a formula. I always like big spreads with low over unders usually looks like a low scoring mm-hmm. game that George is going to cover. But I'm going to stay away from the spread. I love the under. Give me the under 44 and a half for us. Definitely. So you've been hot on your revenge games. You got a couple coming this week. Um, I'll give you the first one here. You got uh, Florida minus 10 and a half at LSU and over-unders at 59. Yep, that is right. So that's what it is. We got 10 and a half, over-under 59 and a half. This is why you watch the sh- the entire show, Russ. The mm-hmm. revenge tour has been on absolute fire. The last three episodes, I've given out two Two uh, two revenge tour games. That's what I typically do. They went six and zero last uh, the last six games, and my last two I gave out last week outright dog winners with nice. Boise State, and then of course with Utah. And we yep, and I, I talked about how much picks. I love those games. Mm-hmm. Those were great picks. So now we got Florida LSU. Uh, Florida four and two this year. Losses, you know, you know their losses. Alabama, really close game they hung in there, and Kentucky, who is pretty solid. Besides that, they've been rolling. The Gators relied on the arm and the legs of Emory Jones, the quarterback. Uh, I've talked about the, the the Gators pretty much previous shows before, so I'm not going to get too much into them. Besides that, their offense is ranked 10th in the entire country in offensive total yards and third in rushing. This is a double revenge game, Russ, for the Gators after losing an outright you know 24 point favorite last year. The Gators want Tiger blood here. All right. This is going to get personal. <laughs> the coaches talked about this rivalry, how important this is to them. LSU has not been impressive this year. Their wins this year, Mississippi State squeaking out a win, Central Michigan and McNeese State. These are the wins Jeez. here. Mac Johnson at quarterback has been impressive with 17 touchdowns and four picks. Uh, a lot of passing yards. The running game has not been good, but Kayshawn Butte, uh, the sophomore wide receiver, he's been fantastic with nine TDs. But this isn't your typical LSU defense. He gave up 38 to UCLA, 42 to Kentucky, and they gave up 21 to a mediocre Central Michigan team. 
The Gators are 4-1 against the spread in their last five meetings with LSU. It's revenge time. I love the Gators. Give me the Gators laying the points. Nice. And it looks like we got another SEC game. Uh, you got another revenge game here. Uh, we got Arkansas minus five and a half against Auburn over under is at 53 and a half. And we just talked about uh, right before we came on here. looks like Arkansas's line is moving up. Yeah, we originally started three and a half. Uh, the revenge tour is taking a little detour this week. We'll go in the SEC country this week. So they're a little more familiarity the teams, the right? Yeah. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, this is just how the, this is how the cookie crumbles sometimes <laughs> no, for us. We, we tack, we tack these spots and now we're attacking mm-hmm. SEC land. So I'm excited about this. Uh, we got a new kickoff for us. We got a little homecoming action for the Razorbacks. This is an exciting Uh-oh. time for Arkansas. They've been so good this year, Russ. Oh, they have. I know. Yep. And uh, didn't you say they just came off two losses, though, too? So this is a yeah. good spot for them, right? Absolutely. So they came off two tough back-to-back road game losses mm-hmm. in Georgia and Ole Miss. Besides that, they've been outstanding. Now they're finally coming back home. The alumni can be proud of this team. What a better chance to show off a re- huge revenge game for Arkansas. This is the best team in a while. I talked about before. They can take advantage of this Auburn team. This will be the first time since 2015 that the Razorbacks are favored against Auburn. Last time they were favored by seven, they won and covered the game. Both of them happened. Now they're a favorite looking at making a statement this week. Get back. Get right with the Razorbacks. Jefferson's been solid at QB. The running game's been awesome with Traylon Smith. The Razorbacks are 11-2, Russ, as a favorite of less than 15 points with revenge. I love Arkansas. The books need to move this line up higher because they don't want to have a huge liability here. It started three and a half. I will still take five and a half. No problem. You can even sprinkle the first half if you want to, because I think they make a statement early, but I'll take the spread. Let's not be cute about it. I'm taking the Razorbacks minus five and a half. Nice. Yeah. I got to check out those percentages because I just feel like an average person just looking at that game, I feel like they would just look at it and say, oh, Auburn's getting five yep. and a half points. I'll take those points all day um, because I'm looking at some of my little secret numbers I got here um, showing that this game should be like close to a pick em. So this is kind of the public perception. They're seeing that and this line's moving up to five and a half. This is definitely an Arkansas line. Absolutely, Russ. But that'll do it for us today. Thank you guys for listening, uh, you know, subscribing to the channel, liking, you know, commenting, all that good stuff, all the support. I love the comments, especially, you know, at the bottom after the shows and everything like that. You guys support means a lot and it also means a lot to do those other things I talked about. Another winning week of football. I cannot wait. Join the Sharp Discord, guys. I'm not joking around. Use the code EBOM. You'll get 10% off each month. It's these we're killing it right now. I don't give Mm -hmm. out all my plays here. Russ doesn't either. They are on the discord for the paying members. And we also have other great handicappers as well that cover all sports. We're getting into hockey soon enough. NBA, you name it. Mm -hmm. We're going to be covered all year round. So get excited. Join the discord. What are you waiting for? Russ, what do you got for me? Yeah, same thing, man. Yeah, guys, all you got to do, you got a phone. All you got to do is download the app. Come join us. Um, we're in the chat. Just talk to us anytime. If you have any questions, me or Chris, ask us any questions about the games. We'll be quick to answer and let you guys know how we feel each game. Because we talk about these games. This is on uh, Wednesday nights. Um, later in the week, there could be injuries. So if you guys have any questions about that, let us know because we might change our mind on some games. But uh, most of these games are what we're very strong on by Wednesday night. So 
Um, yeah. Definitely follow us. Make sure you guys like and subscribe on our YouTube. It helps us out. Um, help us grow, uh, get larger. Yep, absolutely, guys. And uh, my name is Chris Excision. You can find me at Chris Ebaum on Twitter. This is Russ Trees. He's the Vegas line reader. Thank you, guys, again. Uh, looking forward to another great week of football, Russ. I can't wait. Making more money. And, Russ, let's go make that money. Let's make some money this weekend.